Okay, so I go to bed. I go to sleep reading the Bible. I'm reading Daniel. And I love Daniel. Like, I didn't realize how much I love Daniel. I was reading it today. But I do think that a big part was played. The fact that I read it, um, CJB, which is the Complete Jewish Bible. So I do feel like, you know, that was a big reason why I just fell so in love with Daniel today. Like, I think I'm just in love with the Complete CJB. But I fall asleep reading Daniel. And when I wake up, I get this feeling. Like, you know, I don't even really, I don't even really want to get up. But, like, I can hear them kind of, like, conspiring and talking about, you know, keep her up, get her up, all this kind of stuff. No, make her wake to sleep. No, get her up. You know, all this other stuff. It's a bunch of different people. It's weird. But all I know is, you know... And I didn't talk about this other part, too. But I'm going to talk about that today, too. My pastor calls. And he's been telling me he's going to call me since Tuesday. And I did want to, you know, answer the phone and talk to him about God and kind of see where, you know, he can kind of, like, help me, you know. And I can connect with somebody else about God because... That's the whole reason of me going to church and finding a pastor, a new pastor. So that's what I wanted, but I wasn't able to do that because two days ago, and I didn't talk about this, but you know, I thought about my pastor after he texted me a uh, scripture and some encouragement. I felt that's really, you know that's a good thing that's a great thing and then this book i got from the church has been very helpful even though i have one that's for women this one is you know just a little different and you know kind of like a little bit more i want to say it's a little more but it's a little where i'm at right now well it's encouraging so all i know is you know I'm thinking about my pastor. I'm kind of forgetting almost how it came about. But I just, I hear a bunch of different commentary, a bunch of different, you know, accusations and just name calling, all kinds of stuff, you know, just a bunch of different attacks. And it's at this point, it's not normal, but I'm used to it. I'm getting, I'm not, I'm, I'm not even used to it. That's a lie, but it's like it's been going on for a while. So, I'm thinking about my pastor, and I'm thinking about, you know, I wonder why, you know, I feel like even though he a pastor, and that's a church, I'm still ahead of where he can get me, or he's even at. And I talked to God about that. I really did. It was on my heart. The Lord told me, I told you that before you went to the church. I've been trying to tell you that. And he told me, like, you know, that's going to happen whatever church you go here in Texas, period. Like, they're all into witchcraft. It's normal here. And unless you lower your standards for your relationship with God, which I will never do. I'm sorry, I just cannot do it. Then... 
you gonna be a fish out of water here. It's gonna be like that. And they expecting you to somehow lower your standards. And I thought it was a lot of times I'm I'm confused or conflicted when I get around people I feel like are supposed to be Christians and of God. And they're convincing me to fight less or submit a little bit more of my power authority to Satan. Because or to this world. I'll just say to this world. It, I'm conflicted because I feel like, you know, are they telling me that for my own good because they have my best interest? Or is that's what is that what they feel like is, you know, someone's best interest? Like, is that what they believe is okay or good? Or, you know, is that what they think is supposed, it's supposed to be? Because it's dangerous when they think that that's okay. Because then it means that you are, you know, unaware of the seriousness and the severity. Or are they working with him? Is he using them? I never want to resort to that. I never want to resort to the fact that they're they're being used by the devil. But the Holy Spirit always tells me. The Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and discernment. And that spirit never, you know, fails. It's always warning me. It's always telling me about everything and everybody. And a lot of times I just don't want to believe it because I'm just like, can it really be everybody like this? Like no one nobody at all like it's like no help at all like except for like a few you know like a handful of people and that's what God was telling me a couple years ago like he was so mad when he showed up and he said because it's literally only a little bit of people who are going to actually make it into the rapture like so many people are going to hell when he said that I said okay that's based off of your standards God because this is what I try to tell myself. God, is that based off of your standards? Because you actually want everybody to go. I know you love everybody. You want everybody to go. So it, my idea of a few people and then your idea of a few people could be totally different. God's few people could be like, you know, maybe half or even two thirds of the you know entire population of the earth because that's less than a hundred percent and he wants all of us to be there so you know i'm thinking like that's what god is saying no god is saying that yes our ideas of a few people is different but mine is worse than yours because i see what is going on for real all of it I know people's hearts. I see all the things that people do behind closed doors. I know how bad people really are. And when God said this, I said, well, my idea of a few people would be like, you know, at the time I was so naive, I thought everybody was going. But that's still not naive in my, in my you know, perspective because I felt like God, no, nothing is too hard for God. And God has plans of everybody going. So everybody's going because he is a God who controls everything. And he 
is almighty all powerful he's in you know he's in control of everything even though hell is there for a reason a bottomless pit is there for a reason and some people free will he's made for a reason yet still i believe that you know god when he says he's coming for his people he's coming for his people so that's why i believe everybody's going because i'm like satan wants so bad to drag people down with him and he thinks he'll win or hurt god if he can and god's plan is to ultimately take everybody and him be looking stupid going to the bottom of his pit by himself because it's like you thought you were going to take my people but they are you know imperfect they make mistakes and I forgive them for that. But you, you're going. That's how I saw it. I saw it like, you know, no matter what you have done, God will forgive you for it. Especially if he's forgiven me for everything I've done. Of course, he'll forgive you for whatever you've done. And I, that's my, that was my perspective. But I didn't realize that, you know, this is on the basis of something I didn't realize at the time. Which is that some people... While still deceived, because, you know, a lot of people are just deceived. They just can't simply see how God sees it. And then you're deceived or ignorant. You know, some people want to go to hell with Satan. They want to go. They want to be there. They think they're going to be holding hands in the bottomless pit forever and ever. Like, or they think that Satan can't win. Like, they want to go. They know. And they are fighting hard to go to hell. And I couldn't see that because i said to myself nobody really wants to go to hell you know some people just believe they're going to hell some people gave up on thinking that they can make it into heaven like myself at one point in my life others you know they're ignorant to the fact that there is a hell or heaven others have you know, are deceived but nobody wants to go nobody just wants to go Besides the weirdos who are lying to themselves and they're just going to eventually grow out of that, you know? And God showed me, like, no, you need to understand. He didn't want to break my heart. God didn't want to break my heart. He said, listen, you don't see what I see. And he was so mad. God was so mad. He like a little bit of people going. And I said, at this point... Because this is multiple conversations over time with God. And at first, I was like, okay, God is just saying that cheer me up. Because I said to myself, God, I know I'm not where I should be. I know I don't go to church every Sunday. I haven't been to church in years. You know, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't, you know, I should be in church every Sunday. I should be closer to you. I should be nearer to you. I should have a better relationship with you. I should have been growing with you this entire time. I have wasted so much time. Who's, you know, imagine a person who's been on point. I know it's somebody out there. I know it's plenty of people out there who have been on point this whole time. And this whole time I've been wasting time sinning. You know, I barely deserve what I'm getting. And I know, you know, I'm not where I should be. But I just, you know, I'm just glad to have at least this. And I know a lot of people might think that's dumb or corny, but the thing is, when you realize that God is the truth, when you truly realize what he has to offer, when he shows up, and you realize that whatever it is that you're getting in that moment or from that moment on is better than anything you've ever gotten in your entire life, anything you could ever get in your entire life, that's just period. No nothing, no buts, just period. Then you realize, like, 
even if I go to hell, which could very well happen because all the things I've done before, you know, and I should have been where I was supposed to be. This is enough. This is enough. This is more than enough. This is more than enough. I swear, I cannot lie. I cannot fake it. This is what it is, how I felt. And I just felt like, God, if you show up how you showed up in my life now, if you show up to everybody like that, no matter how ignorant, no matter how dece- deceived, or no matter how, you know, convinced that they want to go to hell or they like Satan, God, I'm telling you, they will want to be with you. No, Who could deny this? What you've given me is priceless. Priceless. And I can never pay you back for this. Even if I had a million eternities, I can never pay you back for this. So I just knew if God showed up, like if he turned me around. And I wasn't super horrible, but I was just, you know, I was ignorant where when I got away with stuff, I said to myself, so I got away with it. I didn't care about sin, you know, repentance. Yeah, I did feel remorse for a lot of things I've I've done. But at the same time, a lot of times I was like, I'm going to do it again. So, so with God, you know, showing up, offering peace and peace. I'm telling you, I don't care if you had every scent that was ever formed, made, conjured, whatever up on this earth in this world to have ever existed since God made it could never equate to peace. Peace is priceless in the highest form of the word. The peace that God offers. Amazing. So when he gave me peace, when I didn't deserve it, I just knew the God I serve. And at that from that point on I never I couldn't question his existence. I couldn't question what he was worth to me in my life. So, I knew if you just, I don't care if it's the toughest person with the hardest heart that's, you know, hard-necked and stubborn and ignorant. I don't care who it is. You show up like this to them and they can never deny you ever again. I know it. I know it. Like, I'll put my life on it right now and go to hell. Even if I'm going to hell right now for not, you know, making up for all the sins. Even though I don't know that, you know. At the same time, if I was, and I hate that I keep bringing up if I was going to hell because, I, like, I'm ready to go. No, I don't want to go to hell. I'm just saying, after all I've done, what makes, I didn't know, I didn't feel like I deserved heaven. So, at that point, I said to myself, even if I go to hell right now, I put my life on that. Anybody, anybody, if you show up to them how you showing up to me, will read, will, will recognize you. They will recognize you. They will have no choice but to recognize you. You are God. Like, when you understand who God is, like, you have no idea. You have no idea. I don't care what you've seen. I don't care what you plan to see. You know, I don't care what you haven't seen. God is God. I'm telling you. And He, when you are introduced to him, he makes you feel like, even though it's so much you don't know, you know everything you need to. It's amazing. I can never, I can never, I can never explain. I can never explain to the extent what I felt when he showed up. What I felt when he saved me, you know. And 
renewed me. So, all I know is, you know, God said to me on a, like, this had to be like the third conversation when we talked about this. The first conversation, he said, you know, I forgive you. I need you to forgive yourself. The second conversation, he said, and this is summing it up, summarizing. The second conversation, he said, listen, you don't understand what I see. You don't understand how many people are in church faking it every Sunday. You don't understand the people who live in a church don't even believe in me or are just wicked. You don't understand, you know, how few are actually where they need to be with me. And when he said that, I said, God, I feel like you're trying to make me feel better, but I know you don't lie. So I know it's the truth. But at the same time, you know, it's something I felt it's something he's not telling me. And it's not that I question God's character because I know whatever he's not telling me is not a bad thing. He's lying or anything. It's for my own good. It's because my heart can't handle it. So the third time he showed up, he showed up like I saw him on his throne, Jesus at his left hand. Jesus cried bitterly, and God was so angry, so angry. And he said, you have the opportunity for that top spot. And I said, top spot? What do you mean top spot? And then I said to myself, okay, I questioned what what was the top spot? top spot and where I was before you found me top spot in my family top spot in my group of friends top top spot in my city top spot in my state top spot in the United States top spot in the world what do you mean like and God meant top spot in everybody who has ever existed up until this point because he's coming back very soon top spot like top spot you know and I said, whoa, like, really? Top spot? Because that means, and this is not, you know, this is not, this does not mean I was not solid and I was not where, you know, really genuinely seeking the Lord in my whole heart. Because I was and I am and I've always loved him. Never gave my faith away to any other God in this world. And I've always known who he was, but I'm just so imperfect. I've made so many different mistakes, and I'm still making them daily. Like, I would never imagine me being on the top spot. I imagine somebody at the top spot would be perfect, nearly as perfect as Jesus, with just one or two shortcomings. And I just made so many mistakes. I lie every day. I'm cheating. You know, I am unforgiving. And even if I could face all those different things, have I done too much to be that person? And even though I know how forgiving God is, that means your slate is right, wiped clean. None of that matters what you've done. It still matters because I just, I don't know. Even though what plays a part is I couldn't see myself as God saw me and I realized that. And I was considering, like, God knows who I'll be. So if he's in top spot, that means he knows who I'll be. But at the same time, understanding, like, where I'm at now, he's telling me now, you know? And somebody might say, so what? That doesn't matter. That doesn't mean that he doesn't know where you'll be 
But at the same time, the way he was telling me now, meaning you possess all the qualities now to be in that top spot. You've earned it up until this point. When he told me that, he said, keep going, you'll have made that top spot. Meaning I've earned it up until this point. And I had only been working, you know, really hard the past three years of my life, even though I've been working my whole life. I didn't realize it. I did, but I didn't know that these things matter. You know, I didn't. I, sometimes you just don't realize the ways that God, God is counting. So when he said that, I said, whoa, so that must mean like. It's very few people. Like, it's not what I thought. <laughs> I'm thinking there's a bunch of perfect people out here in this world. God knows everybody. Everybody's hearts in the whole world. He's overlooking everybody in their prayers. There's somebody who's so vigilant, who's so faithful, who's so, you know, perfect. They're not perfect, but they are pushing towards perfect daily. And they are doing so much more than I ever could imagine doing. They've been doing it for so long. And here I come with all my mistakes, still making them, tripping up, and just failing so many different times. And even though I know that God is, he works in mysterious ways that he's forgiving. He knows forgiveness like I've never known it. And that might play a big part in why I don't think that I, at the time, couldn't see myself in that position ever. Or I can not say I couldn't see myself in that position ever because I'm very ambitious. But just that I didn't know if I deserved that. And yet still, considering you know, what I knew of God's character at the time is still understanding I don't deserve that. And of course, you know, when the Bible says that if you get your spot in heaven, it's not because of your goodness, but because of God's goodness. Because if it had ever been but if it had ever been based off of any of our goodness, no one would make it. No one would go. Because nobody's perfect. And we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. So I knew that and I realized that. Yet still, you know, I guess I was hard on myself. That's why the second conversation God said, forgive you, forgive yourself because I've forgiven you. So this is the third conversation about the third and about this. And God is like, I'm, I'm realizing that it's all in a split second because you have to understand your heart. God reads your heart. So when you think of something to say before you say it god catches that before you think it you know he knows what you'll think before you think it he knows what you'll think you'll think before you think you'll think it if that's not too confusing but that's how the conversation goes with god you know he's answering your questions before you know you asked it that's how that's how fast he is so I'm asking these questions with my heart. And by the time I'm asking them, he's like, yep. And the conversation is in like a split. Like with, I'm pretty sure this whole conversation in seconds. Seconds would be you generous. Milliseconds. So I think to myself, but God, that must mean very few people very very few people are going period not even just at the got the chance to the top spot 
but actually going like like when I thought about it like I was like what like not even happy just like because I I hate that I had to mention it happy because I don't want my tone to be misinterpreted but just completely appalled at that like what are you serious and God is like yeah that's when he showed up in a split second he showed up and I'm like whoa next thing I know time is stopping wherever I'm at because wherever I was I'm at home and I was praying and I was reading my bible and then I'm gone I'm somewhere else I'm in the spirit with God and I see him in his throne and you should see God's angry face nobody on this world I don't care the most angry person you've ever ever could meet or conjure up in your mind or imagination or just period no one could ever understand anger like when God was angry and when the Bible says slow to wrath there's it's all truth so that means if God is slow to wrath you need to understand that I don't care the most patient person on this planet multiply them times a million they wouldn't have as much patience as he does with this world and he's that angry that serious and he's so close he's so close to just giving up on humanity as a whole. He is so close. I don't want to provoke him. Every time I talk about this, I feel like I'm provoking God. And I'm trying to be patient with that. And try my best not to. But I also want to be clear on what I experienced. And what he showed me. What he has shown me. Because he did that for a reason. So, you know... And I saw how angry he was after I had realized that means it's about, you know, honestly, I wanted to be generous and say, it, okay, at this point, I'm like, okay, it's not 7 billion people, like 7 billion people in the world. So maybe it's half, 3.5 billion. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. All right. So let me get crazy. 100,000. What? No, not even 100,000. Whoa. Okay. So this is just like. This is just a joke. Not a joke, but like, I don't really think this. A hundred people? A couple hundreds? Nope. So, at this point, like five people, it will be around there. It. I, I don't want to say that because God is like, nah, not really. But like, you know, yeah, handful. Like, you probably, you know... We could fit in a classroom. Not very many people. And for me to have a top spot that's very clear. Not underestimating me and my ambition. How much I love God. Because I love him so much. I would die for him. I would do anything for him. Even though I make the same mistakes. And if I do anything for him. I would stop making the same mistakes. I get it. But like. Just. You don't understand like. I hate that I gave a number because I don't ever actually have a number. But I just know it was a few. Very, 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 very few. Very few. So when God says I had that top spot, I still didn't know what he meant. But to my understanding, that top spot on this mission of a bunch of different things 
end time last days um lightweight you know friend i mean i would just say friend because i don't want to say right hand you know but just that top person on this mission to get more people before this rapture which is very very dear to god's heart because what you need to understand is that if it's only a few people going and he trusts one of us to get more of us going he understands that Satan has been working overtime to get it to this point where it's just a few people going. So if he finds out that anybody is God's chosen to help this happen and help this go on so that more people can be saved, that means he has to trust that you won't ever trade on him for nothing in this world, ever. Jesus was offered the world and even though he never sinned and he was perfect and he turned it down, he understood after that how hard it was to overcome temptation. That right there should tell you the extent to how far Satan will go and the hold he has on our flesh here in this world. So that right there just told me like he has to really trust you. He really has to trust you, knowing that you have a free will, you have a choice, and Satan will offer you everything and anything you've ever desired. He can never give you what God can give you. So that's also trusting himself. You know, he trusts himself. But at the same time, trusting you and who you can be, who you will be. And I didn't even trust myself that much because I can't even turn down, you know, the same habitual sins every day. But God can trust me to turn down everything I could have ever wanted and then some on this earth, you know, and face persecution because of it. You know, it wouldn't I would never have to face the persecution Jesus faced. He paid the ultimate price for my life. But it getting that serious and it getting very close to that and and being imperfect and also him kind of in a way it's legal laws in the spirit having sort of a hold which he'll never have a real hold on me but having sort of a hold on me because of the sin i've committed in my past and 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 i'm still committing because i'm still making mistakes but god trusting i can overcome that him seeing my future and having the same hope in me that he once had in adam and eve that he once had in the children of israel that he once had in our nation and trusting that we can renew that covenant and he can do it through me that was unbelievable but seeing how angry he was i understood that you know it's very few people that he can even trust very few people that he can call on and when i think about it sometimes i do get down because i know satan tries to use it he knows that that's on my heart so sometimes satan tries to use it and he says he only chose you because it was few people but if more people would turn to god right now you barely have a chance. He wouldn't even look in your direction. 
he's just using you to get more people and then you'll just become like everybody else and he won't really you won't have been the chosen one and you know like I'm just like a last minute <laughs> sideline or just afterthought and I know that's not true because God he the Bible says nothing is too hard for the Lord he can do anything he makes impossible things possible so that mean he can take you know the very last person on this planet that would ever be trustworthy in this manner who would jump at the first opportunity to betray him or even already be doing that and he can make them the star he can make them the one and he can revert he can reverse and revert whoever now i can't say i'm the very last person but in my mind i couldn't have been the very first and he chose me that said a lot you know but seeing god's anger i can't say it overshadowed everything because god made it clear you know he's perfect he makes when he gets his messages when he gets his, excuse me when he gets a message across to you it's perfect so it's very clear what i need to know and what i didn't what i will know and what he knew was was also i won't say it's very clear but it's very clear that it's so much more than i could ever imagine so the way jesus wept he he wept for us absolutely but he also wept for how mad god was do you know when like your dad or your mom is so mad like they are so mad and it can't even be it's they probably not even mad at you they just so mad they the maddest you've ever seen them have you ever had that happen in your life where you just cry because how mad they are you cry because how scared you are because you've never seen how mad they are like, like you've never seen them that mad you, you don't know what they'll do what they're capable of and well you know what god's capable of anything but like you know you just don't know you're scared for other people have you ever seen somebody you so mad you scared for other people man you don't you have no clue what it's like to see that in god's face and even god also holding back he's still holding back he's showing you exactly what you need to see meaning he can't show you how really mad he is because you probably die any emotion god has to the extent that he has it we as humans we as who we are could never ever you know intake and live here on earth whether that be love whether that be anger excitement sadness anything god feels if he gives it to you the extent that he has it you will you will cease to exist you will die you will die i felt his love it almost killed me i can't imagine what his anger feels like so i'm telling you like this is serious and he gave it to me just a little bit just a little bit he made that clear this is you know you have not seen anything you haven't seen a thing. I'm 
dulling it for you because it's not you. You know, it is, but it's not, you know? And I was just like, wow, okay. So that being said, you know, I realized this is real. He chose me. He chose me. So even if I don't believe in myself, I believe in him. That's for sure. So if I can't believe in myself, I can believe in the fact that he believes in me. and He's always right. So even though all of this has gone on, all this stuff has happened, you know, I still have that. I still have that and so much more. But that for sure. And that's been on my heart. And the devil knows that he plays he plays tricks on me all different kinds all the time with all these different things I remember and know in my heart. But ultimately God wins always. He's always here. But I say all that to say. So I've known, you know, for a while that I've been I've been sighted. Like <laughs> I'm sought after. The devil knows who I am to God. And he's trying his best to foil God's plans through me. And that that consists of so much more than I can ever explain. It's hard to explain. So, last year, the devil couldn't get to me. And the, and the Lord kept reminding me kept warning me for years when the devil can't touch you he'll touch everybody around you so be prepared and pray for them as much as you can and I remember praying and praying and praying and even at that time I'm like I'm gonna pray so much more and I still that still wasn't enough even now I wish I would have prayed more and I know I prayed as much as I could so you know I wish I would have found it in me to somehow have prayed more than I even knew I could but all I know is you know the devil started using everybody around me he turned everybody against me and it got really hectic it got scary because I know that's not them and yet he is able to find parts of them and use the worst parts of them and maximize it to the scariest level to the point where it's hard for you to see. It's not hard for you to see that it's not them, but it's hard for your heart to accept. And oh, it's not hard for your heart to accept. It's hard for your mind to accept. So I realized they had, God showed me their plan. Like when they were planning, God was giving me like, you know, like a, it's like a little bug in my ear where I'm hearing her plans. They don't know I hear it. And I'm hearing them say, she's so good. Why is she so good? Let's all kill her. Let's all turn against her and kill her. Because she's the good one. You know, nobody else, you know, is even nowhere near that good. We're all way worse. And they laughed about it. <laughs> and they dedicated themselves to it. They dedicated their lives to it. Like, I dedicate my life to God, and that's saying a lot. And ever since, I've been conflicted. 
Am I doing the right thing? Am I on the right side? No, not am I on the right side. That's never a question. But, you know, will this kill me? Will I make it? Can I do it? Will I fail? Will I fold? I know that if it's, if, it's, if it's up to me, I won't be able to do it. But if it's up to God, I know I will. So, two days ago, my pastor, or the pastor that I've just encountered, you know, when I first got to his church, I talked about in a previous episode how he was shaking, trembling in my presence. Because I knew it was the presence of God on me. And he trembled. Even when he called me on the phone, the phone trembled in my hand. The Lord said, <laughs> the Holy Spirit said, uh, that's the demon in him. I was zoned out. Like, it's, could this be real? I was in church listening to a sermon. And God said, look. And the second I looked, he said, do you see Satan? And all I know is the pastor just got to talking real weird with his head twisted to the side and was talking. But he was preaching the word of God. And I didn't want to say, you know, I didn't want to believe that. I don't want to be overly critical. And I wanted, the devil kept trying to say, you're not, stop acting like you're better than him. You want, you pretend like you're better than him or something. You're not better than him. And I didn't want to be overly critical. But the Lord said, what did I say? And I was like, whoa, okay. So I saw it. I saw it. But I said, I don't know. My heart said, get out of here, saying, like, no, you will not, you know, stop. Don't do that. Like, I don't know. My heart just, my heart be on him. Like, like, I don't know. I must have, like, mugged him or something. Like, get out. And immediately the pastor snapped out of it. He snapped out of it. And I don't want to say, you know, he has a devil in him because all these people around, I know they hear my thoughts too. I didn't want to turn anybody against this pastor. You know, he was speaking the spirit of the, 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 he was speaking the word of God, but only a, I won't say a few, some of the things that he said, a lot of the things that he said, I heard God when he said, I said that, I said that, but it wasn't enough. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I try not to have super high expectations for anybody. So that just means it would, it really wasn't a lot at all. And when I saw that, next you know, I went home and it's like, I'm not going to lie. You know, God told me last year, learn to laugh at the wicked because, you know, you have to, if you don't, if you don't learn to laugh at some of the stuff that they do. You will be sad and mad all the time. All the time. You'll be so drained from being sad and mad for all the stuff that they do. So I I try not to laugh about everything. But I do allow myself to laugh sometimes. And I realize God laughs. God laughs. So I get home. And somebody says. I get this word. God's like pay attention. Somebody said. When you Oh, it's Marcus Rogers. <laughs> I watched Marcus Rogers' sermon when I got home. It was like, God's like, pay attention. I told you who you can trust. And who I'm you, I'm really working through. And to the extent I'm working through them. And all I know is Marcus Rogers says, 
your pastor is up on the podium and the devil has his hands up his butt like a puppet. He's talking through him. And the, and, and the Lord said, that's the word I wanted you to hear. That's what happened. When I told you to pay attention, when you were zoned out, because you couldn't believe the demons in the church. That's what I wanted you to hear. Marcus Rogers just called it out. The devil had his hand up the pastor's butt. And the pastor was being used by Satan. And I got so angry at Satan. But the Lord said, don't get mad at him. Don't don't even feed into him. He wants you. He wanted to have affected you. That's why he did that. But immediately, I got so upset. I wanted to say that poor man. But God said, don't feel bad for him. People know a lot more what they're doing than they want you to know. Than they want to let on to you. You can't be naive like that. So I, I let that go. But, I, you know, I'm like, it just riled me up. It gave me more of that fire in me to want to defeat, you know, Satan and all his wilds of darkness. It just it just brewed that fire up in me more. You know, if I'm fighting demons all the time, I probably was choking somebody. And because, like, it, it really makes me so mad. Like, it, I don't want to say it makes me mad, but it's just, oh, it, it makes my skin crawl. It makes me, uh, it just, it's repulsive. And then... Marcus Rogers went on to talk about a few other things. And I realized like, I should just stay home. So I've been dragging this out. But two days later, the pastor, I feel like I was speaking to him in the spirit. And I talked to him a little bit, but not a lot because I couldn't. Because like it's like a spirit over me that, you know, is fighting me constantly and constantly have something to prove with the pride thing. You don't talk when I tell you to talk. And the whole time I'm listening to God. I'm trying my best to listen to God because a lot of times I am provoked. I won't lie. Well, a few times I'm provoked. And I'm talk, trying to talk to the pastor, and then the pastor says, he reveals something to me. Okay, you want to know? You're right. You're right. We know what we're doing. We're attacking you because you're good. We're attacking you because of your anointing. We're attacking you because you're chosen by God. We know who you are. We all know who you are. The second I got that word from him, I wanted to try and start off in a clean slate. Yes, it's working. God, you're getting through to your people. But he started attacking me for getting happy about it. Which made him know better than everybody around me. Which I already knew from him telling me that. And already knew before anyways. But at least he said that. At least he said something. Now a few people have told me. It's only been a few in the past two years though. And I've met plenty. I mean plenty of people. Every time I just get, I get this look on my face like, oh, okay, whatever. Just another one of those. Okay, I got to keep keep going, keep pushing forward and endure. But the moment I got that look on my face, I said, okay, I'm trying. I try my best to be patient, but it just took a lot of work. And 
I'm not afraid of the work. It's just, I'm listening to God and he's like, you know, you have the ability to do the work. You can be patient. You can save them. And I know your heart. Do what you feel is necessary. And I wanted to do the work. I am not one of those people who are, I don't want to say I'm lazy. I'm really not. You know, a lot of people say I'm lazy, but they're liars. You know, the devil is a liar. So it wasn't about laziness. It was about my realization of his character. He would be willing to still make me suffer while I try my best to bring him to salvation. I don't want to say that. That's not my job. That's Jesus' job. But while I fight for him. Will I be patient with him? Almost as bad as everybody else. And I couldn't. I couldn't do it. But I realized I had to be careful with that, though. Because the spirit of God in him allowed him to reveal what he did to, to me and for me. I don't want to get too crazy with that. But at the same time, I don't have the patience to walk on eggshells for nobody. No, I've been doing that for two years. I don't have the patience to walk on eggshells for another person. You know? But also at the same time, I want to disappoint God. God is saying, be careful with that. That's fragile. So, I try my best. I try my best. But after that was revealed to me today, and I woke up, got the call, I didn't really want to talk. Yeah, he did that. But, you know, I still have to debate whether I think that going back to his church is the right thing to do. You know, I got that book, Everything Happens for a Reason. But, you know, it just was no different. And the real words I was getting, I can get online. So, but that doesn't mean I don't want to give, you know, it more of a chance than a try. You never know what things can, how, what can happen, how God works. But then... I woke up and I heard just this word like, if I were you, I would just throw the phone in the trash. God told me this earlier this year, throw everything away. I didn't. That could be a big mistake that I've made. But, you know, I had been debating whether I should listen to the things that they tell me to do. Because last year, they didn't even offer that much. Last year, they weren't even offering that much help. They were helping sort of kind of in other ways, but had I listened to them, you know, I would have, and I've said this a bunch of times, but I wouldn't be where I am today. And that could be a good or a bad thing, depending on your faith in God. If you are, you know... 
I don't want to say nothing is wrong with you being for yourself because you might be in a much more peaceful situation. You must, and peace is too expensive to risk for anything or anyone. That's another word I've gotten in the last couple of days. But, you know, when you know who God is, you have faith that you'll have everything he ever has given you or promised you ten times over, no matter what you do. So it's best to work hard and do what you can for others because that's what Jesus will do. And if you're asking to be more like Jesus, that's what needs to be done. So I remember my prayers and I don't want to be a coward or, you know, a fraud or a liar. Even I know he'll love me anyways. But if I leave, I could have been done that. What was the point of staying this long, you know? And last year, I was told to leave a million times. And at the very end of the year, literally the last month, is when my breakthrough happened. When my purpose and my destiny was revealed. And if I listen to them again, I will just be missing out on a breakthrough. I will just be missing out on the end of this, you know, what happens. And with or without me, God is coming back for his people. You know, I know that he has chosen me. But that doesn't mean that if I don't do what's necessary, I can't be left behind too. See, we're all imperfect, but we can be made perfect through God. And even though God knows who I can be, he has faith in me, he trusts me. I trust him. I could trust him more, but I trust him. I realize he trusts Adam and Eve. He trusted the children of Israel to keep their promise. I'm not making excuses. I just know that free will exists. And that doesn't mean you don't have to do the work. You can't say that, okay, God knows what's going to happen. And God has already got this plan. And whatever happens, happens, whatever. And not do the work. Because I could say whatever happens, happens. And I could turn completely backwards and go be worse than I've ever been. And never do anything to work towards God again. And turn my back on him and forget about him. And do my best to fight and sabotage my relationship with him. And my walk and my journey and my destiny. And God, you know, he has a way to making things come around full circle. So I don't have little faith. So little faith that I don't believe that it could still work out for me anyways. I know now, based off all the mistakes I've made last year in my whole life up until this point, that he's going to make it happen regardless, no matter what you think or what you've done. But that doesn't mean you don't have to do the work. When he called me, I answered. When he, you know, placed a task in front of me, I accepted if I had turned my back, if I had went the other way, if I had done what I felt was necessary and not listened to God, I could be, very well be on the other side of this. I could very well be the type of person or the people who are attacking and belittling, berating and destroying and deliberately sabotaging the very person God has chosen. I am blessed to be chosen. 
and whoever knows the casual who would have been the casualties of that war i still don't know who's the casualties of this war because of the mistakes i still make every day he blessed me with the opportunity to save to be a be a vessel so that he could save my family imagine if i had done something differently and that weren't possible i don't know what i'll lose next I don't know what can be lost, even if my soul is ultimately saved. You know, maybe I could have saved someone else's. Excuse me. Maybe he could have saved someone else's through me. I have to be vigilant about that. And because I care, that's why this is necessary. That's why I'm still here. Because if I didn't care, I would have been gone. This is the intentional choice. This is intentional. Even when it's unintentional, it's intentional. So that means I could have left. I could have, you know, been selfish two years ago. And I would have been somewhere, what, kicked up? Feet kicked up. Oh, you know, it's a nice day today. Barely lifting a finger. And not even knowing or aware what I was missing out on, who I was missing out on, who I was not able to save because of not accepting, you know, the harder option, not fighting. God gave me the choice like two years ago. He said, fight or flight. I heard his words specific, fight or flight. I don't really use that kind of language. You know, I don't talk like that a lot of times. But God said fight or flight. And I said fight. I accepted the fight. So I'm fighting. And I've been fighting ever since. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of people say, it's dumb. They tell me I'm dumb every day. You know, they said I was dumb every second of every day. All the way up until the last day. No, not the last day. The third day of the last month of last year. Then that day, they was like, oh, she must be a pastor or something. God's like, no, she's not a pastor. They're going to tell me I'm dumb all the way up until the job is done. That's what's going to happen. A lot of people don't know. They can't see. They're not able to see past their blinders. They're blinded. They're blinded and death and zombies and he's given me the gift of sight the spirit of wisdom and discernment and also the ability to hear my heart and his voice that's for a reason and laugh people can laugh cry you know not care whatever it don't change this fight it don't change what's really real and going on every day. And if, you know, I have to fight for somebody who's not even fighting for themselves, that's what I signed up for. I'm okay with that. You know, even when I'm not, I'm okay with that. I love God so much. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. I'm so grateful to even be worthy enough to hear his voice, to pray to him, to call on his name to be chosen by him to even be noticed by him to be seen by him and 
that's all that matters when it comes down to it. Everything outside of that, I feel, you know, is fleeting and is a distraction and a deception of the devil. Um, 